guys, and welcome back to a special episode of the Skullcast, because I am visiting with Zio in person. Hey, I'm on the East Coast this time. Yeah, he's cross-country dude now. We're not in Paris, we're in the States. Zio came over for a quick visit for business, and it happened to be in the area where I'm near, in the East Coast, and so I figured I'd do a quick visit. So we're here in Boston, and we had lunch together. And we sat in an Uber taxi. You can't call them Uber taxis. It's just some dude's car. Yeah. That happens to have an Uber sticker in his car. Yeah. Yeah. What was your Uber experience like? It's a fucking taxi. <laughs> Except you don't have to pay at the end. You don't have to tip the guy $5. <laughs> so Azil's referring to, we shared a taxi from the airport. And um, he said, you're going to have to handle the, ta- the tip thing. I don't really know the tip, how to tip very well in the States. And I said, all right, yeah, no problem. I got it. And it was a $20 fare. And I'd forgotten I was being put on the spot to the, ta- the tip. And Azil said, okay, what tip do I do, dude? And I'm like, I don't know, $5. $5 is 25%. 25% is a little too much for a three-mile drive. So I'm sorry about that. But I covered your lunch. That's true. So we're <laughs> I, somewhat, can't, I can't complain. Someone even on that. I just don't like to tip, you know, the small people. Oh, wow. On principle. Who are the big people? <laughs> Me. <laughs> Us. All right. No, I'm kidding. Ah, it's fine. Ah, you know, that guy was really, uh, you know, great service. But you see what I'm talking about with Uber, like, the guy over there was talkative and, like, cool, and the guy coming back didn't say a damn word. Yeah, and was because like, he didn't speak English very well. That Maybe that could be it. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm being racist. Yeah, you are. Okay. You, you should feel bad. I do I do feel a little bad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uber is great. But, you know, I still like the public transportation system. That's well, my no, that's, that's my that's, socialist side. That's not going anywhere, man. You know, Uber, I'm, a, I'm a Soviet at heart. Uber's not taken away. You can tell, like, any member of the forum can tell that at heart I'm really into the Soviet <laughs> style of, you know, <laughs> government. So, <laughs> Which Soviet era are we talking about? The Cold uh, War era or, like, pre-Stalin? Yeah, I'm talking about this, you know, the Stalin. You know. Oh, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> I had no idea yeah. I was in the midst of a tyrant. <laughs> So we're here in Boston. We don't really have a big plan for this episode. We just figured we're in person. We've never recorded a podcast in person across the four years we've done this, which is crazy. But that's just how it works when you literally live across the world from the other person you podcast with. So yeah. this is just a fun, quick little thing. Walter uh, had questions like for me to answer from the quiz and stuff. <laughs> but that's so easy. He won't even ask them. So... He's actually not lying because I put him on the spot and said, I wanted to have a section of the podcast where we record you answering questions from the quiz. And I just gave him a couple off the bat and he fucking nailed them. And like, (laughs) I was like, well, maybe this one. And he fucking slam dunked it. And I was like, I can't record this anymore because there's no dramatic tension. So I scrapped that section of the podcast. It would have been not much of a contest. So uh, sorry about that, but we'll continue on as, as planned. As you may know, if you're a Berserk fan right now, there's not a lot to talk about other than the anime, which is going to premiere in a little bit, a little bit more than a month now, July 8th, 9th? I can't remember. One of those two. Uh, in Japan, and Crunchyroll is supposed to be streaming that to the U.S. I read, I think it was Anime News Network, used the phrase premiered or streaming the premiere internationally. Now, I don't know if that means in sync, in, in sync with a Japanese release. Like, is it going to come out in the States July 9th? I sincerely doubt that. Maybe it will come out in Korea or Singapore yeah. or something. That's international. Sure. Know. I just don't know. I, I, I feel like we won't see the new anime in the States but legally they, for a while. They do, like, I don't know. I know in France these days they do, like, uh, Day Plus One subtitled. That'd be 
That'd be fantastic. I uh, mean, I'm not saying I would certainly like that as someone who's very curious about this, not necessarily like wetting my pants excited about this or anything, but uh, I'm curious about it. And I told Azil, like, I'm more curious about how they'll solve the puzzle of how they're going to cover so much of an implied span of the manga more than I am about excited about actually watching it. Just from a total production perspective, I'm curious. Just a curiosity thing. Like. It is. It's <laughs> Analyzing not like, the mess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how are they going to get from A to B with all the things it seems like they're covering? Someone brought up on the forum thread right now, some character sketches came out of Farnese, Serpico, and, his, uh, and, Sir, and Isidro. Isidro, thank you. And uh, one of them shows Farnese with her Millennium Falcon era haircut after she cuts her hair and devotes herself to guts. And someone said, well, they're probably going to cover up to then. But I'm like, if that's the case, that means they're covering the entire span of conviction and the first sections of Millennium Falcon. And, like, that's a... Come on, guys. Like, I get what you're saying with the character design, but that's a stretch. Like, I can't even see them doing up to... Mo if we're going to go up to Mazgus, where where is the Mazgus character sketches? Where is the anybody from the Albion's character designs or voice actors or anything? There's nothing. There's no evidence of that yeah, anywhere. The thing is, it's, it's easy if, like, you know, when you're doing a sketch of the character, it's easy to do, like, evolutions of her, you know? I mean, just as a designer, as a character artist, you just do it because, you know, you do it. So, yeah, I don't think it means much. I also, a place to end a series like that, the, you know, uh, Return of Griffiths is a good place to oh, end it. Oh, absolutely Like, is. the end of uh, 21 is just, like, it's a perfect place. Uh-huh. It ends an open ending, and, yeah, you, you get but, a lot of stuff. In 22, you get a lot of stuff to cover, like, a lot. Oh, yeah. Very, no, no, it absolutely, in my opinion, if they were going to... Uh, a great bookend place is absolutely Griffiths' return. However, how do you cover all that in 24 episodes? Yeah, well, you know, I mean... People would say that the original TV series covered a lot, even though, like, a lot of it was expunged, you know, mm -hmm. like, you know, the Black Souls Monarch is reduced to one episode, while this removed, so it's like, like a volume is removed, uh, you, you don't have the Bakaraka, yeah. you don't have, even Silat is removed, so, but they did cover it, so, yeah, the thing is, when you think about the Conviction arc, like, even the Lost Children chapter feels like it's meaty, and, yeah. you know, would take up, like, it could take up... I don't know. To me, it could take up, you know, 15 episodes easy, you know, yeah. maybe more. So, and yeah, the conviction stuff, it's just, yeah, there's so much stuff going on. Even the in-between stuff, you know, binding and everything, yeah. so much stuff. So, yeah, it feels like they would have to really compress it and they can't do it justice if they compress it that much. Yeah. They're pushing Isidro's involvement really hard. And that's why my vision of this is they're moving things around. I think they'll move Isidro to Lost Children's section if they're going to do If they oh. actually are going to Lost Children's, I think he'll, he'll be looking... Ah! <laughs> I think he'll encounter guts somewhere during the Lost Children section. I'm gonna jump out the window and be right back. <laughs> I'm not gonna go so far as saying they're gonna replace like Jill with Osidro or anything. No, no. But uh, I, I don't know what. It I is. can't. I can't bear that. <laughs> I can't bear the thought of that. We're on the 13th floor Jesus right now. It's, just, it's dangerous for you to be having these thoughts as you. Oh fuck, man. But um, I was thinking about if they're gonna compress Lost Children. I really think the parts that work about Lost Children is that relationship between Jill and Rasheen and Guts and that whole thing. I'll tell you what makes it work. It's the return of the Black Soulsman. Yes. And since he never came, you know, he has no place to return from. So, yeah. But right from the start, it's really fucked. That's but, true. The, that section of the conviction arc, it's kind of like a victory lap for Guts, so, you know, coming back yeah. in the Black Swordsman gear, yeah. You know his glory. Yeah. 
But I mean, those small scenes between Joe and Roisin are like what kind of like the the, the, the what's the word the emotional core. Uh, I think of that they're really gonna nail the social commentary on the pack and stuff. I think. <laughs> They're really gonna do it justice. Ah, uh, man. I don't think we'll see Zepak, unfortunately. Well, I mean, maybe, I don't know. Uh, don't be so sure. You know, there's yeah. Squills, Mosgus, but Zepak, uh, he'll be there. Oh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what to expect at this point. Again, I'm, I'm more curious about how they'll solve the puzzle than actually excited to watch it. Um, so, we'll see. Uh, we'll, we'll actually know quite a bit more about this in a month from now, even though we'll be a few days before the premiere. I'm sure we'll get another trailer. We'll get a more, few more details about what the scope of this. I feel like in a month's time, we'll have a pretty good understanding of what this thing's going to be. Yeah, we'll get the cast, too. I think, like, once we get the full cast with the voice actors, you know, I mean, you, you know if uh, Mosgus is there, is there, you know, with Zepek or whatever, or Jill is there. So yeah. I, I think that'll be, you know... That'll telegraph quite a bit if, if we see those things, yeah, for sure. Other news, um, Miura did two interviews recently. I mean, you can call them interviews. They're very brief. Yeah. He's, well, been, he's done them a couple times now. Yeah. He did yeah. them in 2010. He may have done another. I don't, I don't know for sure. I think he did one in 2011 or 2012, right before the anime premiere, he, but I don't know of it. Yeah, I mean, he did, uh, he did at least twice. Yeah, I, yeah. At least, it happened at least twice. And yeah, it's just Nikoli Nikoson stuff. I mean, she, just, she does that with uh, many authors and... I think you say it's interviews because I get the feeling she gets to like to his place. They talk for two hours, and you know then she will you know move things around and do a comic around it, and you know make it in a way like she does a thing. She makes it into a funny manga. Uh, but yeah, I think there's at least uh, one or two. I'd say two hours. You know, talk mm. and meet and greet thing uh, at the at the core of it. So it's pretty interesting because you know like. She puts it in a certain way, depicting Murai, you know, as in, in some kind of enemy evil guy and stuff. But she's a mangaka like him, so I think he talks to her not in the way he would talk to some random guy mm -hmm. who's just interviewing for some company and stuff. So it's also interesting to see him talk about the same topics he's talked in the past, like sometimes 20 years ago, like the illustration files 20 years ago. Yeah, so, uh, yeah and it, actually he's remarkably consistent I'd say he says pretty much the exact same thing every time and I don't think he just went and reread what it said before you know it's just it's just the truth so I like that uh, first comic and yeah I yeah. hope we can get the second one out quickly yeah I think the second one talks about his views on animation and what his interest in animation is yeah things like that um, so yeah. it's, it's cool I mean yeah we've seen a few interviews with Mira and it's just cool to see him talk about the origins of the series I don't think I've heard him talk about Willing to make a sword fighting comment before. I think that no, like a new... yeah, that part is new. Yeah, yeah. It's that aspect. Cool. It's interesting, you know, because it's something I feel like I talked to some guy before on the forum about this. The fact, you know, like some guy who was into realistic sword fighting, and who was like, I don't know, or maybe it's a guy who consulted for the mm, movies. I know who you mean, yeah. You know, the guy who did the consulting for the movies, and yeah. It, you know, like at some point, it's not gonna be a technical martial arts. He likes one hundred percent pure realism stuff. So it was very interesting to see Steak, the fact that he put it in a fantasy context and he focused on the swinging aspect and the weight and stuff like that. Uh, because yeah, you know, and you know, in a way, like he, because he's so humble and that's his, you know, thing. He's like always done playing everything. He's saying that he did that because he didn't know how to do it like the proper way, which, right. which would be hyper-realistic and, you know, doing the techniques and skill stuff. But the truth is, it would be boring. I was going to say, that. it wouldn't be as interesting. Yeah, I mean, yeah. If I, I mean, sure, I'm sure there's, you know, a place somewhere for historical 
100% uh, realistic fighting stuff. But not in a manga format. Yeah, I mean, know? just, you know... It doesn't lend itself to Yeah, it. I mean, Berserk is cool because Gus is like, you know, he just swings it and he yeah. crushes through a pillar. If you see a guy who parries and then get punched in the face, drop his sword, you know, that's yeah. just, you know, it's boring. It's so. one of those things where that asp- his, his approach to that part of the medium, Gut's character... And like the atmosphere of the story all kind of come together, and mm. like a, it, you want to see guts make that swing, yeah. And you, because you know what his anger is about, and you know that Mirror is going to betray in that way, that's what kind of what makes Brother kind of awesome, right? Just getting to the core of that. I thought it was really cool. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, you know, the swinging is cool, but you know, just when you see guts clenching his teeth, you yeah. Know, like you know, to me, that part is equally cool. To the swinging, and then when you see the you know entrails flowing, <laughs> that kind of shit, you know, just you know, just yeah, just that that small panel of the teeth being clenched, yeah. that's when you know ah, it's coming, you know, it's coming, <laughs> it is coming, and that's great. He mentioned that the, the whole thing about weight, like portraying weight and having the gravity or the weight of something very important, the way it's portrayed. We've touched on that in the podcast before, it's kind of like our way of explaining why there's gore and why the portrayal of gore is the way it is. Like if, you know, a guy gets hit in the face and his eyeballs pop out, like why is it so extravagant like that? It is because this is giant slab of iron or steel being slapped into someone's head. Like it makes meat bags of people. It's showing the weight of the swing. I like, yeah, it's, it's interesting. Like the several strings interesting about that is the first is what he said about, you know, doing, you know, putting in a little deceit in order to make the thing more realistic. Like, if you make something too fantastical, like, you know, for example, in Chinese movies where they're just, you know, with the cables, they, they jump in the sky. <laughs> yeah, you you know, it doesn't feel real. But, you know, if it's a guy with a giant sword, but he still, like, he still has a, the effort of swinging it, and, you know, like, when it falls, it breaks stuff. Yeah, it feels real, even though it's not possible. And, right. yeah, so, so when he says wait... Like you said, it's not just like the weight of the sword. It's kind of like in English where it has multiple dimension to the word. So, yeah, it means, you know, at the same time, that aspect, you know, that, you know, but also the profoundness, I guess, mm. the depth of uh, of what's going on. So, mm. yeah, pretty interesting. And, yeah, it's what makes it, you know, like distinctive. Like yeah, so. I was trying to think. I mean, I don't, I'm not like super manga or anime expert, but like I keep coming back to it. There's not a lot like Berserk that... that it has that part of it, you know, in terms of the way the action's portrayed. Yeah, it's not typical. Also, it was funny to see uh, when he said, like, he didn't want to do a tournament thing or a thing where they would just, you know, guys would exchange techniques <laughs> like you, you can see in Sensei, yeah, where they just do, you know, I don't know, ice shower versus, you know, meteor fists or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Where it's just, you know, endless stuff like that. And they just... They get blown away and then they fall back on their feet and oh, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's you know like the traditional from Mira's perspective, I think the, that's what the traditional fighting men guys yeah. kind of like. You know, he's not wrong. That is kind of how it is all, all about. Um, other than that, there's not a lot going on. We're still kind of in limbo, learn, waiting to see when the new episode is going to be coming out. Uh, I keep putting my money down on uh, June 24th, which is the release of Volume 38. And since the new anime is scheduled to come out the following couple weeks, it wouldn't make sense. It would make sense. It wouldn't make sense. Like I mean, push all three of those things yeah, at the same time from a marketing thing. Like you know, I mean, it's the same way as yeah, we had a series of uh, episodes coming out in a row. I think it's, you know it's quite likely Mira might have done that episode a while back and just holding it into mm-hmm. you know in sequence. It, it has more punch. You know, they can do a big push. 
Yeah. So, so here's cool. hoping. That'd be great to get, I mean, a few more episodes out in the next couple of weeks. Just, yeah. We're talking about just two or three weeks from now, we'd be getting a new episode, if that's the case. The real question is whether it will be one or two or three episodes or five or six or seven. So. I say there's absolutely no telling. No one's guess is any is better than anybody else's at this point. I, yep. mean, I, I think it could be one. It would be great if it was a sequence. If that's his new thing, is when he comes back up to the plate, he has five or six in the can, and he can release it out as a study sequence. That'd be great too, but I, I, I don't have any expectations personally. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, it's a thing. It's you know, better not get or hopes up. Yeah. You yeah. know, because you just get disappointed. So. Yeah. I mean, I... In my heart, I want it to be six more, but I'm not going to be crushed if it's less. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, um, so yeah. Right now, the form is kind of slowed down because we're just kind of in a holding pattern on all fronts. We're waiting for more information on the anime. We're waiting for more more information on the new episodes. It's difficult to speculate about episode 345 will be on now uh, without knowing more. I mean, we kind of know where we are. We're right before. It feels like we're right before we get to Elfhelm. I feel like. They're going to have an exchange with the, the witches out in the fields there. I feel like we're already there. They're going to have that conversation this next episode. And then the next question is, what's going to happen between there and the actual village slash city of Elfhelm? Yeah. That's where we are right now. I think, yeah, it's uh, it's one of these places where it could be next episode, they could get to Elfhelm, and it could be 10 episodes from now. You, you yeah. Know, like. It depends on how, how things go from A to B. Yeah, it yeah. just, you know things could go like it's one of these I think we reach a nexus where the you know possibilities are really really many yep. you know they come close to infinity because you could go to so many different directions so yeah I, I feel like we've actually been there for I don't know several months almost, almost a year now yeah, yeah, yeah you know a year a year ago at this point was right before Mira started back with uh, the Rickert focused episodes even at that point, I'd say the possibilities were endless. And they're starting to narrow a little bit more now that we have landed on Elfhelm, now that we've seen the three or four witches out there, and you see, you sort of see the story hooks he's putting down for the future of Elfhelm with uh, Morda, name it? Yeah, Morda. Yeah. yeah, so. The reason it, but that's the reason it's felt, uh, you know, long to people, stagnant, I guess, to some, is that, yeah, the, that state of unknowing Absolutely. has been going yeah. on since, like, since... Uh, Departed from Britannia. And, you know, you can't even go farther back mm -hmm. to even volume 22. When I was going to say 22. They, you know, to count the journey to Elfham. So, the thing is, you know, so the things that happen on the way are not, you know, useless. It's, you know, very impactful mm -hmm. stuff. So, it's what, you know, uh, people should know. But you That's know. so funny. To, I, I've, I've certainly encountered that perspective myself. People saying, essentially, they would say that the plot hasn't progressed since they set out for Elfham. But just consider our perspective on the world in Volume 22, when it was just Guts and Casca and Puck leaving Godot's mind to where it is now. The world is huge now. Like, so many things. Yeah. Just if you, Even if you isolate just Guts' perspective, just take Griffith's section of the story out, which is significant. Just Guts' perspective. The world is significantly different than it was in 22. You know, what's funny is, if, if you know, you take in Volume 22 when Guts said, all right, we're going, and if they arrive at Eltham the next day, like the next episode, you know, at that point, like that berserk is not the one it is now. Absolutely. And, and you know, what What would he do? Yeah. I mean, what would he do there? It's just like so many of the things, like I, actually every 
any single one of the things that were introduced is being used or will be used as a background to justify stuff, to explain stuff away. Yeah. So it's all, you know, like it's just something that's been built up and will be used to propel the plot forward. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, that's what's interesting. Yeah, the, the, you know, the story has actually immensely progressed, like to a point it can't, it can't really, can't be compared to what it was before. So, yeah. You know, yeah, that one part has not progressed, but, you know, it's because everything has moved around it. So, yep. so we're in a holding pattern, uh, looking forward to things. Um, keep looking on the form. I think in the next few days, uh, we'll learn more about the potential for episode 345. If we're going to get news of a new episode, it's going to come this week. So we'll One thing out. that's good is that, you know, stuff is going to happen soon. So Yeah, all, everything's going to happen at once. Yeah, news you know? is going to come. So, yeah, I think it's a pretty cool time to, you know. It is. If you're interested in Berserk, stuff is going to come. So Yeah. So, look forward to that. And thanks for tuning in to this very short, abbreviated episode of The Skullcast. Ciao, guys. Ciao, guys.